This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. 27 years ago, the Portland-based singer-songwriter Brian Gore put together a show with some other guitarists for a handful of venues. That has grown into an annual tour called International Guitar Night that now includes more than 80 shows a year in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. The Oregon shows are going to be tomorrow at the Tower Theater in Bend and Wednesday at the Reeser in Beaverton. I'm joined now by International Guitar Night founder Brian Gore and two of the musicians who are part of this year's show. Tule is originally from Vietnam. Luca Siricagnoli comes from Italy. Welcome to all three of you. Hello. 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 Brian, how did this start? Uh, it started uh, in um, an underground music venue in Berkeley, California. Um, back then, uh, people were saying that um, there wasn't much interest in guitar, and we started noticing that folks were coming in droves. And it's basically just built from there. When you say there wasn't much interest in guitar, I mean, I think that the guitar is maybe the, the most one of the most popular instruments worldwide, and in, in at least guitar-like things. They're, they're everywhere. They're in so much popular music in the U.S. and other places. There wasn't interest in the guitars? Well, abs- absolutely. Uh, the, um, the, the attraction of guitar simply uh, as an item to hold and be connected to through your heart is next to human voice, one of, one of the most popular ways to connect to music. So, but, but you, you saw not enough interest in them despite that. At that time, um, people were saying, I just put out my first album, and people were saying that uh, it was really tough to get audiences for acoustic guitar. Of course, International Guitar Night over time has helped change that, but there have been some other factors too. Hmm. How has the show evolved over the years? Well, it started out first people just playing solo. And we had also at that time, it was kind of everything was sort of segmented. So there were the bluegrass fans and there were the classical fans. And so we had to kind of get people to understand that there's a kind of underlying commonality between all the different styles and there's an affinity between the players for each other's styles. Uh, so we kind of broke through that. And uh, then Was we started getting- Was there pushback at first? I mean, you'd, you'd have a classical guitarist and fans of classical guitar who said, I don't want to hear bluegrass? Uh, I had definitely had people saying that you would never get an audience to come with a classical guitar player and a bluegrass guitar player. Absolutely. And you said, let me show you I, I can? Uh, not, I showed them that we can, and then, of course, they said this was still in underground venues, and they said, well, you're never going to be able to get it into theaters, and- uh, we got it into our first uh, theater up in Duncan, British Columbia, and sold the sucker out. So, <laughs> so there. <laughs> um, Tule, how did you start playing guitar? Um, I started when I was like below four years old with my father. He was my first teacher. Just a, a tiny guitar at that time? Yes, I had a, a quarter-sized guitar. Huh. So I, I don't even remember how I started to learn yeah. It was in your family. Uh, I remember when I grew up knowing how to play guitar, just huh. like how to brush the teeth, you know, huh. <laughs> just know just, it. <laughs> you've, for as long as you have memories, yes. it's included yeah. playing guitar. Yeah. What would you have played when you were a kid? Uh, you know, I started already as a classical guitar player. So uh, as long as I remember, I practiced a lot of scale and etude, you know, for nylon string guitar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So you don't remember falling in love with it then? It's just something that's always been a part of your life. It was always there. And uh, what I remember, my first memory was the first performance when I was five years old. 
in a theater in Hanoi with my father and some of his uh, friends. So that was my one of my earliest memory about the guitar. So at the age of five, you were taken out there and, and put on the stage. Yes. There's the stories of Mozart when he was he his dad would take him around and he'd play yeah, violin I, I was, in you know for princes and kings. I was fearless, you know. Huh. I was fearless. I was not scared of anything. <laughs> Are you scared now of anything? Performance wise? Actually, I remember the first time that I felt a bit nervous in front of audience was when I was a teenager. You know, but before that you just don't care, you just didn't care about anything. <laughs> hmm. What do you think makes the guitar Special. I mean, the, the, Brian's idea here is that this that that there's something to celebrate just about this instrument. What is it for you that makes you love the guitar? Uh, I think the guitar is so uh, how to say uh, versatile of the function you can play. Uh, of course, people know of the guitar mostly as a, to play rock music or blues and uh, pop or acoustic style but also as a classical style. So I think that you can do so much with guitar. You can also strum and sing. You can play nice melody uh, songs. And uh, for me, like Brian said, I love the guitar also even the position of holding it. You know, it's, it's close to your body, near your heart. You support with the two legs. And when you play even the body language, the movement is also affect a lot the, the tone of the sound. Hmm. So you can physically control fully, completely of the instrument. Hmm. Luca, what about you? What drew you to the guitar? I think I just saw somebody playing guitar in the street. I was uh, around maybe 10 years old, and I just, I loved it. This was in Italy. It was in Italy, yeah. Then I asked uh, my, my, my parents to buy me a guitar, and I just got obsessed. I would just bring it with me in the bed, even, you know, when I was falling asleep and... <laughs> After knocking it out of the bed a few times, I noticed that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have uh, a very unusual looking instrument uh, in front of you. It has three necks. Yeah. Can you describe um, what you have? Uh, so, like, I, I play very often with like a regular guitar, but this is uh, uh, one of my inventions. I, you know, throughout the years, I started uh, uh, going into like a. Uh, a different direction with my playing. So basically, um, I'm a little bit inspired by piano players where like a, a hand does something and the other hand does something completely different. And I figured, okay, let's do this on guitar, right? So uh, there's uh, three necks on this guitar. They all have different functions. There is one neck with the six strings. Um, first of all, this guitar, by the way, was uh, built in Italy by my friend Davide Serracini. So I just, you know, I made a little drawing and then he turned it into reality. So we got the first neck that has six strings. And just to let the listener hear, uh, I can play this, for example, with one hand like this. This is just my left hand playing right now. And with the right hand, I can do anything else. Right? So, I mean, so for people yeah. can't see, which is everybody but me, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky here. You're, you're just, you're putting your left hand um, between the frets yeah. where normally people would, you know, put their fingers and then they would strum or pluck. But yeah. when you just put your sort of, Press your fingers down, we hear the sounds. Yeah, this is a, a, a result that is achieved by not having any friends in social life. And, <laughs> and then slowly the left hand can do such things, right? <laughs> can you do that on any guitar because you have spent so much time not being with friends? <laughs> yes, yeah, you can do it on any guitar. If you just push hard enough? Yes, uh, it, it does help to have the strings a little bit closer to the neck. So sometimes if you would give me like a, a 50 bucks guitar that is not set up, it would be harder. 
because you know we need to press more. But yeah, um, you can do it on any guitar. Okay, so that's that's the the, the first neck. Yes, and then on the, the second neck is uh, thought uh, to be played mostly with just the right hand. Essentially, I do melodies, so the 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 strings are tuned like this. Kind of like a scale. So when I play with just one hand, I can do this. I put now the left and the right together. So. Now, oh, and so in that middle neck, you're, it's, it's tuned in a very special way. Um, and so depending on the key, you can actually, you can play a melody without doing any fingerings. You just pluck the, the strings that fit in with the harmonics. 100%, that's right. And then um, I can also add percussion to this. So, so I'll still with the right hand, so I'm gonna do like this now. Hitting the wood of the guitar with your thumb in that case. Yeah. Or the, the meat of your, your palm. That's right, so we got like one, two, and three voices. And then there is like the third neck. By the way, the central neck has seven strings, all high-pitched. And then there is the third neck, which is actually the strangest of them all. It is the very first reverse neck on an acoustic guitar. Reverse the means that so for, for people who listen. Normally, when you play guitar as a right-handed player, you know, your left hand is playing, let's say, the chords, right? It starts like here, fret one, then two, three, four, five. It grows, it gets higher and higher going towards my right side. But this third neck that I have, it goes from right to left. So the, the lowest note is on the right, like this. And then it raises. Right, so it's kind of like the Uno reverse card, just to you know, <laughs> understand each other. And so on this one, uh, you can basically play some uh, bass lines like this with just one hand. But the cool thing is that since the frets are close to the guitar body, you can also add percussion like with the elbow. So now I can do it with just one hand like this. Or you can play chords like... And you're, my left hand you're strumming me. just with your fingers, and, and, you're, and the percussion is coming from your elbow hitting the body of the guitar. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I want to hear an actual song from that, but but uh, but first, let me just remind folks what we're doing here, which is that um, we're talking with three of the people who are putting on International Guitar Night. It is a, an international tour. It goes throughout the U.S. and Canada and Europe. Eighty shows or so a year. It was started by Brian Gore. Um, two dozen years ago. He's a singer-songwriter. His new album is called Seek the Love You're Yearning. We are also joined by the guitarist Luca Sricagnoli and Tule. Luca, I, I want to hear an actual song from your three-neck guitar, but Tule, let's go back to you. Can can we hear a song uh, from you? What, what are we going to hear? Yeah, I will play for you a piece in the, like, uh, I would say, uh, modern classical style called Tango, Tango in Sky by hmm. the French composer Roland Dienz. All right.
That was too loud. Um, why did you choose that song, that lovely song? Uh, this song, I would say, uh, when I perform in public, people love it so much. And myself also, I love because it can use so much uh, the ability of the guitar. Hmm. And uh, of course, it's showing off a lot of technique and speed. And also, I love the rhythm, tango. You know, I, I always uh, love so much to play rhythmic music on the classical guitar. Hmm. And... Uh, Of course, you need to practice a lot for all of this technique and uh, still have to keep the notes smooth and clear, but at the same time to keep the rhythm going. And uh, this is still in the classical style because normally people confuse, they think classical guitar is only to play classical music of two, three hundred years ago. But in fact, classical is a style that we still have composer of nowadays, but uh, they compose in the classical style. So classical, as you see, the difference with Luca is uh, we have only one neck and we have only six strings and the strings are nylon to have a different kind of uh, sound quality. And we play mostly just fingers and no, you know, banging or doing <laughs> percussion. <laughs> None of this newfangled stuff. Um, Brian, I was, it was really fun watching you watch and listen to too. What, what, what goes to your mind when you hear a guitarist like this right in front of you? Um, I, I think that um, Two is one of a cadre of players that have made a commitment to not, not only play the quote-unquote classic material, but also put um, modern composers on the forefront of what they do. And um, I think Two is an incredibly original player. She's got, that takes a lot of courage Uh, in the world of, of classical guitar. Um, and the other thing that I think about is kind of the, the unity that, that, that exists between different styles of playing because it's really, you know, about get, keeping that tone and having all the voices come together. So it's, there's a kind of similarity, I think, between what Two is doing and also what Luca's doing in that uh, they're, they're kind of uh, putting multiple voices together at once in the service of uh, um, evoking a set of emotions and feelings through sound. Hmm. Luca, can we hear a, uh, a piece on your three-necked guitar? What are we going to hear? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to play an arrangement I made of the song Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz.
That is Luca Stricagnoli playing the Gorillaz song Feel Good, Inc. Um, you grew up in northern Italy, uh, but I understand you recently moved to Nashville, one of the centers of American music. What's it like there for you? Oh, wow. That's uh, quite different compared to Italy and also compared to Germany. My wife is uh, from Germany and we just decided to, you know, start this adventure. And, you know, to be honest, uh, we tour so much that we're still putting furniture and it's been a year. But <laughs> Oh, so you, you barely live there, even though you've, you've sort of moved. That's right. It was like February last year, but I, I haven't spent much time at home. But so far, we love it. We love the people over there. Why Nashville? Well... Have you seen the, the movie, by any chance, the one like uh, Coming to America? <laughs> I have, yeah. The you Eddie know, Murphy movie from yeah. uh, mid-80s. You know when he's looking for his queen, he's like, okay, let's move to Queens. <laughs> so we just look at the map of the USA and it's like, oh, this one is Music City. Let's go there. You know? Literally. <laughs> uh, I mean, a little bit, but uh, like the, the interesting thing is I had never been to Nashville before actually moving there pretty much, right? But my wife has been, had been there for like a few years. Um in her, uh, you know, she was like, she's a singer-songwriter and she was working with uh, Universal and Sony and she went there for some uh, photo shoots and she loved the, the city. Hmm. Yeah. Brian, how do you put together these shows? There, there are a lot of guitarists in the world. Um, you choose what, on, in general, four to go on tours? Yeah, so what I really look for is people who can make the instrument sing. Uh, for example, you, you, uh, if you listen to, to Luca, you can hear all the voices, right? And uh, a kind of intentionality. And perhaps more importantly, I'm looking for people who can really convey feeling and emotion through what they're doing on the guitar. So um, it ends, to, ends up being really uh, the best players from around the world. Um, because, you know, I think um, no matter what your subgenre is, um, if you're able to connect intuitively through the instrument in, and convey, um, that's gonna that's gonna help awaken audiences to guitar. Mm. Um, Luca and two, I understand that the two of you have a duet that you play on one guitar. Um, I am very eager to hear and see this. <laughs> what are you gonna play for us? We're going to play a typical, uh, traditional Italian piece. It's called uh, Tarantella Napoletana. So it's a tarantella from the city of Naples. From the south, even though you're from the north. That's right, yes. You know, we just, uh, we weren't decided what to play together. And, you know, one day we just, this song came to our mind and we decided, okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. And you're going to do it two people on one guitar? Yes. Yeah, and we do it on my guitar, which is I make the I made a very big uh, sacrifice you know? <laughs> <laughs> to let somebody else play it. Yeah, to let the Luca play on my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Two only had one request. She said no percussions, but don't don't hit my beautiful guitar. <laughs> yeah, but then you can see you can see the surprise. That's why I said I never trust Italian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Tulay on the higher notes, except the very highest notes, which were brought to you by Luca Cicagnoli, as well as uh, the lowest notes. Um, Brian, before we say goodbye, what else can folks uh, in Bend tomorrow night and at the Reeser in Beaverton on Wednesday night, what can they expect? Um, they can expect uh, the finest guitarists in the world. Um, playing their own beautiful solo music along with all original collaborations. And it will be a wonderful uh, way for people to uh, celebrate the love within themselves and with each other. Brian Gore, Tule, and Luca Stricagnoli, thanks very much. Thanks to you. you. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Brian Gore is a founder and organizer of International Guitar Night. He's also a singer and songwriter in his own right. His new album is called Seek the Love, Your Yearning. We also heard Tule and Luca Stricagnoli. Tomorrow on the show, the Hood River White Salmon Bridge on the Columbia River Gorge is nearly 100 years old. Officials say it's deficient and outdated. The effort to replace the bridge just got a big boost, $200 million of federal money. We're going to get the details on the next Think Out Loud. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, and Michael, Kristen, Andrew, and Anna Kern.